the Randolph Carter Theater is proud to present the man who shatters the border between reality and illusion. Put your hands together for the one, the only, not suitable for anyone. Hey everybody, welcome back. You are listening to Not Suitable for Anyone. Of course you're listening to that. Uh, that's the podcast you clicked on. What else would you be listening to? Uh, I don't know why I feel compelled to remind you, but yes, the name of the podcast you're listening to is Not Suitable for Anyone. As always, I'm your host, Patrick Anderson, and don't turn off the podcast. Yes, this is a solo episode. Yes, I know that uh, that those have been generally fucking terrible, but hang in there. Don't give up on me, uh, because this is going to be a completely different kind of episode. I tried uh, just sort of winging off the cuff what I wanted to say about a movie. That didn't work out so well. Uh, I tried, you know, sort of trying to plan out or script out to, to, to a certain degree what I wanted to say. That didn't work out so well either. Uh, so I'm going to try something different right now. I'm drunk, and I'm going to continue to drink, and... Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to watch the movie in real time and talk about it while I'm drunk. And hopefully it uh, turns into something, uh, you know, somewhat entertaining. I can, you know, edit this bullshit down uh, into a podcast. So <laughs> a little bit of background. The movie we're talking about today is called The Kingdom of Var. And it was directed and written by Nicholas Claban. He's a Canadian filmmaker, and what I'm going to do, uh, first, I, I'm just going to read from uh, the plot synopsis in uh, his very own, uh, what do you call this thing, his very own press kit uh, that is available online about the Kingdom of Var. Uh, so the tagline says, Beyond heaven, beyond hell, beyond any world you could ever imagine lies the Kingdom of Var. The plot synopsis reads, Sonia... A physics student, skeptic, and atheist finds an old VHS cassette in her basement one day. She watches it, and it contains an old black-and-white film of what appears to be a man sacrificing a woman. Upon further investigation, she discovers this film is purported to be from the 1500s. Time out. Pause. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going to read that again. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 did not, uh, you did not mishear me. This film is... Made in the 1500s by a time-traveling sorcerer named Var, who harvested film equipment from the future and used the film as a means of imprinting his spirit before he was killed by inquisitors. After dismissing this as nonsense, she is quickly ambushed by Var, who proceeds to relentlessly attack her at every turn, which includes face-peeling, fingernails, mutilations, and disemboweling. She must also deal with cannibal cultists, a demented, sex-addicted security guard, betrayal, murder, and other various complications. So, I watched this uh, once all the way through. It was very late at night. Um, and the first thing that comes up when you play this film is, uh, is a big screen that says, this film should be played loud. And I, I want you to know 
that you don't have an option of whether to play this film loud or not. I was watching this in bed, and my wife was asleep next to me, so I was trying to be as quiet as possible. I had to, I kept the volume level at one on my TV. One. And there were times when the screaming was still so loud that I was worried it was going to wake her up. I don't understand what's going on with the sound mix in this movie, but it's loud. It's already automatically loud out of the gate. Now, I really enjoyed this movie. I had a great time with it. I thought it was hilarious. I think, for the most part, it was supposed to be funny. But this very much feels like something in the vein of a Tommy Wiseau or a Neil Breen film with extreme horror elements to it. Not that any of those elements are in any way remotely scary, uh, unless you really start to think about you know, maybe what the actors had to go through uh, and, and, and we'll kind of get to that. But I, I'm just going to play the movie, and I'm going to react to it, like I said. And, um, you know, and we'll just see uh, how this goes. So one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this movie is there's a movie that hit Shudder fairly recently. It's called Veronica. And it was made by Danzig. Whatever the fuck that, that guy's name is. Uh, the dancing guy, you know. And we talked about Veronica on Modern Horrors. And chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you've already heard of Veronica. You may have seen Veronica. And that's fine. I don't want to shit on what anyone wants to see. I don't want to shit on anybody that has a good time with something. There are ways to watch that movie and have a good time with it. And that's totally cool. Not going to bitch about it. Not going to complain about it. But what I do know is that movie cost over a million dollars to make. And if you've heard the Modern Horrors podcast, and that was me and Luke Rodriguez and Jake Parker, it's not a very good movie. It doesn't mean that everything I like is a very good movie. In fact, a lot of what I like is not what you would call a great movie. But you had people in charge that never made movies before it's so bad you can watch it and have a good time with it but it's not something that is you know what is more typical on this podcast where yeah it's bad because there's these technical limitations but the people making it had this spark of genius and they were really running with something that's not really what what veronica's about now, why am I talking about Veronica? Sorry. This episode is about the Kingdom of Var. As I've already said, it's about the Kingdom of Var. So why am I talking about Veronica? Well, Veronica is an anthology of different stories. Kingdom of Var is a feature film that follows one story. And production-wise, acting-wise, lighting, effects, pretty much on the same level as Veronica. But it was filmed in 13 days with a budget of around $40,000 as opposed to you know, something like Veronica, which used a lot more resources. 
So I, I think in that respect, if you can achieve for 40 grand what someone else achieved for a million, you've accomplished something. Plain and simple. So it deserves respect just for that alone. Now, Veronica's funny at parts too, but it's you know, funny in an, in an uncomfortable way where things probably aren't, maybe aren't supposed to be funny. But this is funny in moments where I think they're, they're supposed to be funny. So that's, that, that's why I bring that up. I, I don't want to shit on Danzig. I don't want to shit on people that, that like Veronica. That's, that's great. That's fine. You want to have midnight screenings of it. You want to get drunk. You want to get high and watch it and laugh and have a good time. That's great. That's fine. I'm not, I don't want to stop anyone from doing that. I don't want to tell anyone, I don't want to suggest that anyone's wrong for wanting to do that. But what I do want to say is if there is any justice in the world, we will have the same kind of screenings, we will have the same kind of justice for something like the Kingdom of Var because it's the same kind of movie that you could have that kind of good time with it just wasn't made by somebody who's already fucking famous. You know, this guy, Nicholas Claban, he's not famous. He's not fucking Danzig. He didn't fucking start a metal band and do all this shit. He's just a guy who, you know, went to film school and wants to make movies. Doesn't have a ton of money, doesn't have a bunch of equipment. He just wanted to put a movie together. So why doesn't he get that cult treatment? Why can't there be midnight screenings of his movie all around the country? Because there fucking should be. If people are going to get together and watch Veronica, they should get together and watch fucking this. Because it's just as good. It's just as entertaining. It was just made by somebody who nobody knows. So, that's why we're talking about it. I want to get into it. We're going to get into the movie. I don't know if this podcast is going to work. I don't know if anyone's going to fucking hear it. But hopefully, some parts and pieces of this will be interesting and you can listen to them and you can have a good time that would be great so here we go I have to say you know as we're you know sort of starting here that I love Canadian movies Canadian horror and especially French Canadian horror which I don't think this is but in general, uh, Canadian horror is a, a soft spot of mine. Um, right away, we have Sonia doing uh, writing out some uh, uh, calculus on her notebook, so you know, so we know that she's a physics student. I just had deja vu. This is our first bit of foreshadowing here, as uh, Sonia, you know, greets her friend who's coming to stay with her, and uh, then um, they have uh, this. A uh, very strange conversation about eating meat. Hey, I'm vegan, so if you want meat or something, you'll have to go out and get it. Sorry, I can't stand eating blood. Meat is filled with blood. Meat is filled with blood. <laughs> I, uh, I love it. I love it already. And Ashley is coming to stay with Sonia as a roommate, so she shows her to her room, which apparently is down in the basement and Sonia mentions the previous owner well the realtor said the previous owner was a tenant who went insane the realtor said the previous owner was a tenant I, I don't know what to make of that I really don't 
uh, a tenant is not an owner, and an owner is not a tenant. Um, so yeah, there you go. But in any event, we have our first introduction here of the videotape, which is just an ordinary VHS tape with the with the numbers one five nine four written on it. We're watching it for the first time. And so this videotape is just this scratchy black and white movie with some kind of sorcerer and a woman lying on a table. Her face is blurred. And that's it. That's all we get so far. So what's happening at the beginning of the movie here is is that Sonia's friend is coming to stay with her and be her roommate and apparently live in her dank, disgusting basement. But in any event, as college kids are often known to do, they decide to go to a party. So uh, so that brings us to our first party scene and our introduction to the pervy security guard. Well, 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 what have we here? It appears we've had some reports of some illicit narcotics being transported onto campus by a young lassie like yourself in her vagina. Excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) So this is just another indication of, you know, sort of the tone of this movie and and where it's going. Because the, the interaction with the security guard only gets weirder and more hilarious from here. By the authority vested in me, I'm gonna have to subject you to a full anal and vaginal search. What? Take off your pants. Show me your pussy. (laughs) (laughs) This performance is out of control. But it's not even the craziest thing because we get this old school punching sound effect and then the guy just laying on the ground farting for like five seconds. What's what's interesting about this scene is that it's raining, but you can hardly tell because the sky is so overexposed. You only notice that everyone is soaking wet. I'm sorry I couldn't keep him from grabbing you. It's okay. It's not the first time it's happened. It's not? <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway, Kyle shows up, comes to her rescue. And says this. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? (laughs) What? And then it takes a turn. Do you like cocaine? (laughs) And so, of course, they do cocaine. And then uh, I guess uh, they're going to go out on uh, a uh, lovely date. We're in... Yeah, he's going to read her fortune uh, by turning over a deck of ordinary playing cards. Which gives them a chance to bond, after which they have this very uh, normal conversation. So, do you want to have sex or what? I got a lot of work to do tonight. Maybe another time? On your period or something? Look, I don't care. I like a little blood. I'm not on my period, asshole. This, This can't be intended as serious dialogue. It just can't. I, I refuse to believe it. I I fully believe this was intended to be a comedy and nothing is going to convince me otherwise. And now we see Kyle is more than he appears as he gets into the car with the security guard. Dun dun dun. I I don't even know how to describe this next part. 
but Sonya starts having these weird dreams. He's going to mutilate your vagina. Lots of vagina talk in this movie. Is that a dream? No, Sonya. This is all too real, unfortunately. But yes, there's lots of talking about mutilating of vaginas and showing vaginas and doing various things to vaginas. And as, as one often does, we wake up from a bad dream and immediately reach for a bottle of liquor. Which reminds me, I probably need to refill my glass soon. So, she decides to sneak a bottle of liquor and steal $20 and a cassette tape of sound effects from her friend's purse. Like you do. So now she starts her research on the, f on the videotape by looking up movies made in 1594 and appropriately enough finds a creepypasta website talking all about how this film supposedly from 1594 was found in 35mm in the basement of a church <laughs> and supposedly will summon the sorcerer Havar. I, I don't honestly I'm I'm scared to talk to the people who who came up with this and that's one of the main reasons why this is a solo episode is this idea is so insane and so crazy <laughs> and I can't help but love every every goddamn second of this movie Oh, that's another thing, is that through the first half or so of this movie, we see little single-frame shots of the sorcerer that will show up again later. I guess that's foreshadowing. She's got the tape again. What's she going to do with it? I don't know. <laughs> oh, she's going to watch it again. She's watching it again. There's not a lot to say for a lot of this because there's not a lot of plot. She finds this tape. She watches the tape. She researches the tape. Now she thinks her friend is fucking with her. She's typing in her journal, I guess? And we're going to have another discussion about how she does not believe in the occult. She doesn't believe in religion. She doesn't believe in the supernatural. She only believes in science. Science! But this brings me to another thing, and, um, well, just listen. I know you're into this weird occult stuff. Come again? I know you're into this weird occult stuff. Was that occult? Weird occult stuff. Okay. Weird occult stuff. <laughs> Say a word and I'll slit your throat, you whore. Oh! Oh! Yay! Look! It's our, uh, <laughs> it's our creepy security guard again. I will cut off your head and skull. Fuck you. Oh, and then he's like, I'll see you later. And he just pieces out. What the fuck? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> just dancing away. I don't get it. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand this movie at all. Come on. Let's get a drink. <laughs> we just got a shot of the bottle. They're drinking old fart whiskey, <laughs> which is apparently something that the director just made up, and I guess he printed a label. 
got caught um, playing his tuba in the woman's change room. You mean jacking off? Uh, yeah. Tuba. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never heard playing the tuba as a euphemism for jacking off before, but okay. And anyway, this this all leads up to our main character, Sonia, dropping this bombshell. I got raped in my senior year of high school. Jesus Christ! She's just gonna drop that like she's saying, I, I once lost a notebook. What the fuck? And now she shows Kyle the tape. If this thing is like the ring that she's just fucking, like, infecting everyone. I love it. I guess what this movie is about at its core is you know, a woman who doesn't believe in magic, who's very pragmatic, who's trying to come to grips with this uh, weird occult shit. I, I, I guess, but it's doing so many other things that it's just completely unfocused. And this guy is just desperately trying to nail this chick. <laughs> So at this point, they go out on a date, but this dinner restaurant scene is is one of my favorites. I don't I don't know what to make of this. This is some of the strangest dialogue I've ever heard in my life. I'm I'm just just listen to some of it. Finally. Okay, so here's your salad, and uh, here's your juicy strip loin steak, which I farted on. Gives it some extra flavor. Thanks, boy. So who's the skank? Saw you two at the party. Me too, fucking? <sighs> Sorry, Sonia. This is one of my money-grubbing ex-girlfriends. Belinda. Mm. She's a real basket case. Just an FYI. This penis is small. <laughs> Enjoy your meal, asshole. <laughs> oh my god. This is insane. Are these sound effects while he's cutting into a steak? And, and again, we know Sonia has a problem with blood. So here it goes again. That looks a little bloody, isn't it? I told you. I like a little blood. <laughs> the man likes blood, Sonia. Get off his back. I just don't like blood. You have a phobia of it or something? <laughs> Do you want to know how my parents died? Did it involve blood? <laughs> so, so at this point, Sonia tells the story of how her parents died. And I'm not going to play the entire clip. But she tells this story about walking in as the serial killer slash cannibal has murdered and is eating them. And that's apparently why she's a vegan. But in any event, then she went to live with her aunt. And I, I'll let her pick up the story from here. She died. And I got a scholarship. <laughs> she died and I got a scholarship. You know, you know the old... The old, my, my parents were eaten by cannibals, and my aunt caregiver died, so uh, give me a scholarship to college, please. As you do. <laughs> but yeah, I guess her, she walks in on her parents being eaten by a cannibal, and that's why she's a vegan. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. And then the next the next scene is the magic show. This is this is another highlight. I love this. Uh, he's this magician named Gorgulia the Magnificent. Gorgulia the Magnificent. He does a lot of stuff with gore and torture. Gore. 
<laughs> a magician, you know, those magicians who do gore and torture. The Randolph Carter Theater is proud to present the man who shatters the border between reality and illusion. Put your hands together for the one, the only, Gorgulia the Magnificent. That's 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 the intro right there. That is the cold open. I gotta I gotta drop that in. That's magnificent. But then the the tricks that the magician is doing are are completely insane. I will be removing the internal organs of my lovely assistant. You know that old magic trick, where I remove your internal organs. As he takes out her liver and she takues a bite of it. Of course, we can't actually the see any of this. We just to beat. we just have shots blocked where the thing is happening just out of frame and squishy sound effects. <laughs> and there's the scream again. Get used to it. There'll be lots of that scream as we're treated to an image of a CGI skull over the face of the magician's assistant. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this podcast is just going to be like an hour and a half of me laughing. Sorry for taking you to see this, especially for our first date. That's a better first date than uh, Chrissy and Luke had. Sober Patrick breaking in here to explain uh, Chrissy and Luke Rodriguez of the Modern Horrors podcast famously watched Inside on uh, one of their very first dates. So anyway, uh, back to the program. Coke always gets me jacked up for a good fuck. (laughs) You know, Coke or Xanax, who the fuck cares? Who knows? Whatever. (laughs) Good lord. We don't even get to see him fuck. That's the annoying thing. That's really that's really the shitty part of all this. Uh, I need another refill. <sighs> oh, that's good. She only has this one scream, and she uses it over and over, and shit, and over again. I I would like some variety to the screams, but she does scream really loud. I gotta give her that. It's fantastic. (laughs) So then she calls 911, and then she hears this creepy voice that's like, Ashley is with us now, Sonya. And then grabs a pistol from her nightstand. Of course. Oh, you know, because every college student keeps a loaded 9mm in her uh, nightstand. He's going to mutilate your vagina. 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 I I didn't loop that, folks. That is literally how it plays in the scene. I will say, the sound recording in this movie is not good, but the sound effects are delightful. (laughs) 
the sorcerer uses the force to take your pants off and then teleport across the room, I guess. In case you didn't know what Var was after. Vagina. Yes, Var wants her vagina. Not that! Not that! And we don't get to see it, we just hear that. And then he disapparates. Yeah, the screaming is just getting warmed up. I'm probably going to cut out most of the screaming on this podcast, or you you motherfuckers are going to turn it off. And you would be right, too. And you'll unsubscribe. <laughs> because really, you, you just have to see this movie to believe it. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. You're not crazy, Sonia, but I am. I'm crazy for thinking this would actually make a... a, an, a, a Listenable episode. <laughs> There's organs in a refrigerator that opens and closes by itself. The horror. The horror. <laughs> what is this? It opened, it closed, it's opening again, but the light stayed off. Now, now that is a magic trick right there. They open the refrigerator without the light coming on. And of course, it's 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 normal now, you know. There is no data, only Zool. Getting a lot of mileage out of this old fart whiskey. Yeah, she pours another drink. Oh, and the whiskey has turned into blood. And we know Sonia hates blood. She doesn't like blood. She has a problem with blood. Var keeps apparating and disapparating and growling. Now he's somehow she's picked up the gun again. She's going to shoot at him. You're going to shoot a gun at a sorcerer who time-traveled from the 1500s to get video equipment. And then, just like that, her roommate shows up. But, but, oh wait. And she slits her throat with a clearly plastic prop knife. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Ashley turns into Var, turns into Ashley, back into Var. She's still running with the gun. Oh, there's Var again. Oh, he's pulled out her something. Her heart? Her liver. He's pulled out her liver, folks. Eat. He's telling her to eat the meat. Oh, now he's gone, and her organs are completely intact. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on. Of course, she left the gun behind. She no longer has a gun to shoot at the clearly ungunnable villain. In case anyone wants to know, I've been drinking... A uh, fantastic Bordeaux, Chateau Bois, Bois Redon. It's a fantastic Bordeaux from France. 75% Merlot, 25% Cabernet Sauvignon. From Chateau Bois, 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 Bois. I say, now I say, now I say, boy. Chateau Bois Redon. Yeah. I, I really hope. You've turned this off by now, but if you're still listening, God bless you. Because this episode is fucking insane. I keep bumping the mic. And now she's found, I guess, a gypsy woman? To go talk about the movie. He was a sorcerer in the 1600s. 1500s, woman. This whole entire movie has talked about how he was in the from the 1500s. 
How could you get that so wrong? And why would this be correct? Which imprinted his spirit onto the film forever. Oh. And right after oh. the ritual, he was burned by the Inquisition. Burned by the Inquisition. Because nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> but because he was recorded on stolen recording equipment from the future, he lived forever. <laughs> that was... T- that was the same night? What the fuck? So, since this day started, she's shown two people the tape. She went out on a date to dinner. Went to the magic show. She fucked Kyle. And then she got tortured by Var in her house, in her basement, in her kitchen, all over town. Tracked down a gypsy woman. And now has gone to a bar. Like, what time is it at this point? It's got to be like three in the morning. Oh, they're having a meal. Is she going to say that she's a vegan again? Okay, so you have the human hand. Okay, you have fried liver. I don't even know how to describe what just happened. Someone came at her with a plastic knife and she bit the magician guy's finger off and then gave like a two inch punch to another chick. <laughs> she gets away from the magician by just sort of casually opening the refrigerator door and he just sort of walks into it and falls over <laughs> You have to see this movie, folks. I just, I don't know what else to say. I don't know how to convince you. This is completely insane. We've got 30 minutes to go. <laughs> 30 minutes to go, people. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. This is going to take forever to edit. I don't care. You're worth it. I love you, people. You're amazing. I don't know what that just was. That was a weird... Oh, there's, the... <laughs> there's the skull facing it's like it's like the skull from Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage, but without the CGI fire. <laughs> it's so insane. You believe in the occult stuff, don't you? The occult stuff. <laughs> Give me some of that fucking occult shit, and you summon Var. Occult shit. <laughs> Oh my god. What did I just say? Don't fuck around with the black magic. I got it. That's right. And you do? I knock the fucking teeth out of your head. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the fuck, man? Like, are you fucking kidding me? He killed Danielle! Yeah! <laughs> what? What is happening? Is this real life? What the fuck? I've died. What is going on here? I've died and I'm in hell. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening anymore. You guys, seriously. Oh, we got a theremin. We got a theremin playing. I love it. Random pig mask. And there's the scream again. And now suddenly she's on the beach. (laughs) No, really. What is the geography of this town? And what the fuck is going on? I just I love that 
that generic punching sound effect. <laughs> and I could listen to it all day long. There's <laughs> so much cocaine in this movie. <laughs> You still have gonorrhea. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, oh, wonderful. You still have gonorrhea. <laughs> That's a line of dialogue from this movie. Jesus Christ. Is the sacrifice of the gatekeeper. Are you the key master? Just, just listen to these sounds while they're eating the intestines and liver. She's a vegan. While they're eating the liver and intestines of this person by forming this ritual. Someone just burped. Jesus Christ. So now she says some Latin and Kyle stabs himself, cuts out his own guts and starts eating them and now they're all doing it they're all stabbing themselves this is either going to be a really long episode or a really short episode i don't even know now she takes the plastic chains off of her neck and gets up so i don't know somehow she's defeated this ritual we don't really know how she just said something random in latin we don't know how she learned that, or how she knew it would work, or even if she knew it would work. But she overcomes this cult of Var and gets them all to kill themselves. And now she is supposedly free, but the movie's not done surprising us just yet. He took my eyes! <laughs> She's only holding one eye the fuck do you mean eyes you only have one eye in your hand i don't know what's happening oh so she escaped this cult of var but the the actual var is still after her now we're in black and white so whatever latin phrase she spoke apparently cast a spell and put her into an alternate universe where, among other things, everything's in black and white now. <laughs> which, which I didn't even notice the first time I watched this. That's how insane this is. <laughs> oh my god. I don't even know. I don't even know what's happening anymore. Far tricked her into reciting another spell that I guess freed him? That's right, Sonya. And now we see the creation of the VAR 1594 videotape. Surprise! Sonya's the one getting sacrificed in the tape. I bet you didn't see that coming. Did you see that coming? I bet you didn't see it coming. Yep, we're recording the tape now. This is how far in the future VAR recorded it and then sent it back to 1594. Now they're removing her bowels. <laughs> so she figures out to send Var to the abyss I suppose or not nobody knows what's happening anymore I, I 
don't even know. I, I don't. I don't know if the director knows what's happening anymore. Never, you son of a bitch! Get away from her, you bitch! We will rule the world together. As father and son. Oh, wait. Believe Diablum in... No! Diablum in Abyssum. (laughs) (laughs) And he's gone. And there's the tape. She's banished him to the underworld, I guess. And the tape is left behind as evidence. Oh, and the tape has vanished. And Sonia has defeated Far. <gasps> dun dun dun! It was Ashley the whole time. (laughs) Jesus Christ, this movie. This movie, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say about this. I fucking love it. So it's not quite over. Now we see the scene again from the beginning of the movie where she's writing equations in her notebook. And here comes Ashley to pull into the driveway and knock on the door. And it's the scene from the beginning of the movie all over again. And now we recontextualize that first scene in the movie. (gasps) And roll credits. (laughs) This movie is so fucking insane. And I absolutely loved it. I don't even really know what to say about it or how to convince someone that they should watch it but it was so much fun and it's it's free it's got you know a spooky feel to it I guess so you know it's great for this you know, October, Halloween kind of feeling. It's not a good movie, but this was shot over in 13 days and then spent a year and a half in post-production for $40,000. It's so insane. It's so completely fucking insane that someone would conceive of this, that someone would conceive of this and put it to tape and edit it together and make it a movie. And this is just someone who is just not afraid of what anyone is going to say. And it's just like, fuck you. I'm going to make this movie. You can tell the equipment is not great. The cameras they're using are not high quality. The audio recording is not high quality. The acting is not Great, but fuck it. He made a movie. He put this movie together, and it's out there, and it's just fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. And it's funny. I mean, I legitimately laughed at a lot of stuff, and and you'd be hard-pressed to convince me that it's not supposed to be funny. Uh, Some of those lines, you know. The creepy guy with the weird teeth screaming, show me your pussy. 
No, you're not going to convince me that's not supposed to be funny. No, that this guy knew what he was doing for the most part. He knew what kind of movie he was making that is not completely serious. There's supposed to be funny parts to this. And that's what this podcast is about. Is somebody just being passionate about something and saying, I want to put a movie together, I want to make a movie, and I don't really give a fuck what anyone says about it. Um, so, I, you know, I, I, I respect that. And it doesn't cost you anything. Um, you know, if you're on Amazon Prime, go check it out. It's hilarious. Get some friends together, get drunk, get high, whatever. Give it a watch. It's worth your time. You know, is it the next fucking Midsummer or, you know, Avengers Endgame? No, of course not. Of course fucking not. It cost $40,000. It was made in two weeks in fucking Canada. No. But it's more interesting to me than a lot of the other generic shit that gets put out. You know, that it's just somebody who wanted to make a movie. I, I've, I've taken a look. This guy has a lot of shorts. He's just... He just wants to make movies. And I think that's fucking awesome. So, I think you should check it out and and have fun with it. I think it's supposed to be fun. Um, aren't all movies supposed to be fun? This is supposed to be fun. It's not, you know, it's not top tier. It's not, you know, A-list quality or even B-list quality. But it's just, it's just fun to watch. And it's fun to sit around with uh with some friends and like i said at the outset it's at least on the same level if not better than something like fucking veronica that cost a million dollars and took up a lot of people's time this was a true passion project and i respect it and that's what this podcast is about i think you should check it out let me know what you think come at me on twitter If I wasted your time, tell me I fucking wasted your time. Tell me you're never going to fucking listen to this podcast again. That's fine. I get it. This is probably a shitty episode. That's okay. I don't care. Um, Because I just wanted to have a good time. I wanted to do something different. I wanted to try something new. And I did that. And I did that and I put it out there. And if people want to fucking bitch about it, if people want to fucking tear it down and say that doing nothing is better than doing something that fuck them fuck them don't listen i don't care it's okay uh you know it's okay who cares who gives a shit but if you liked it if you found it entertaining thank you drop me a note drop me a line i really would love to hear from you so check me out hit me up give me a shout at nsfa pod Rat Fin Horror, um, not suitable pod at gmail.com is our email address. Hit us up. Tell me what else you'd like me to do. Tell me that you never want me to do this again. That's fine. That's cool. I'll take it. That's great. Um, and until next time, I love you people. I am out of wine. I have finished an entire bottle of wine at this point, and I am out of here. Good night. Peace. Love you.